Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey No. Tuesday night in New Jersey, three days away from my vacation. You and me hanging out till 11 o'clock. Ah, we got so much to talk about tonight. We'll talk about you jokers, you smokers, you midnight tokers. We'll get a little practical joking going on. Talk a little uh, commercials. We'll talk uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I got tickets to give away for uh, Julia Scotty at Catch a Rising Star tomorrow night with uh, Anita Wise and John Poporomo, very funny guy who's been in here. Uh, we'll find out a way to get to in your hot little hands. Tomorrow night, trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5. And Justin Gonzalez, who sings uh, Freddie Mercury in uh, 33 and a third live, The Killer Queen Experience, will be in here. Along with Mark Rickenon and Gemini, Jeff Paul, the usual suspects. Um, I walked in here tonight. And usually I get here like about I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before, you know. I walked in here tonight like seconds before they were able to get off the air because it was almost like I was, I felt like a toy on the road, just being handed off to every slow driver in front of me, like a baton. Okay, okay, I'm going to pull out now. Okay, before he steps on the gas, you get in front. It was, uh, people, something about the rain in New Jersey just freaks out drivers. But more so now, maybe because we've had so much rain, maybe because, um, I don't know, we don't get used to the rain. It just makes us drive much, much slower. But it's only, it's only for your safety. I don't know about that. Uh, what is the most annoying thing about driving in the rain in New Jersey? What is your most annoying driving in the rain story? Because I know you've got one. Last night, getting out of here, my, my GPS... Uh, you know, you pro, I go home, and I have a way that I go home, and the road was closed by Edinburgh Road. So I got to turn around. I got to find another way. And there's no way to tell your GPS, hey, the road is closed. You're supposed to know this, right? Uh, I guess you didn't. But can you find me another way? Make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. No, you don't understand. If I make the U-turn, I'm going to be backwards where I was. Make a U-turn. So now... I go all the way down to Quaker Bridge Road, figuring, all right, I know what I'm doing here. This is going to get me. I go to Quaker Bridge Road. I go like, you know, two and a half miles the other way. And I think, okay, this is going to get me home now. So I punch it in. And where does it take me? Four and a half miles out of my way to end up back at the same spot where I had to turn around in the first place. At this point, I'm literally, it would have been like driving in a torrential downpour, just driving without radar, trying to figure out how to get home. And eventually, I stumbled on the right route. I got so far away that the GPS had no choice but to figure out a way to get me home, like about an hour later than I would normally come home. But I'm telling you, in the, in the rain, 
And, and I'm doing this. I mean, you know, you're probably experiencing it right now if you're driving on the road in New Jersey. What is the most annoying thing? What annoys you most driving in the rain? Is it people like me who just want to get where they're going? So they're driving, they're, they're trying to go fast behind you, but you want to stay there in your paralyzed state, saying the Hail Mary while you're in the right lane of the road, you know, looking up at the sky? There should be a mechanism that when the light changes, it sends a shockwave to your phone that you have to be jolted to realize it is time to drive now and stop answering the email or the text or whatever. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. There are so many things. But the most important, I mean, the one thing about like driving slow, you know, we all have that comfortable speed that we drive both in and out of the rain. And if you, you know, you still have to get someplace. So if you're on a road that goes 40 miles an hour and the normal speed is 40 miles an hour and you're driving, it, you choose to drive at 20, pull over to the side and let the guy pass you. I got behind a guy today. A white car, he, he must have been some kind of a major general, colonel, whatever. Uh, he's got the, you know, the, the plates with all the different emblems on the car. And God bless. I'm trying to get around the guy because he wants to drive at 20 miles an hour. Literally 20 miles an hour on a rural, open New Jersey road. And I got to get here. And every time I try to pass him, he would cut in front of me. He'd move over in front of me. I'm like, wait a minute. Who the hell are you to decide where I should be, how I should be driving? You know, I want to get the car, like inspect the gadget where you hit a button and the car just raises up and the wheels stay on the ground. You get to ride over the guy, go back down, something like that. My other thought was a fire a missile in the front, but I couldn't do that. But, uh, and the other thing too, I swear to God, all on the same day, I, I, I come to an accident on, um, by Mercer County. And there's some kind of an accident going on. Something's going on. Everybody's slowing down. And you see all the cop cars and everything. And everybody gets even worse. It's like you should be able to take a picture at the accident. You know, it's not a souvenir. It's not a sight. Get the hell out of there. We got things to do. 1-800-283-101.5. What annoys you most driving in the rain in New Jersey? And give me your uh, driving in the rain in New Jersey story because I know you got one. I got about 10. Chris is in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good oh, actually, good evening, Chris. You doing all right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm really frazzled. I, 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 I think somebody's going to push me off this microphone and sit here and drive at five miles an hour. That's for sure. <laughs> what are you thinking? I drive a... I drive a I do a landscape truck for a living, and every uh -huh. time I find a way to go, there's always somebody that pulls out in front of me or cuts me off, or when they merge into traffic, they don't speed up to get into traffic, you know? Right. Why? What, what is it about that? I know. It just doesn't, I thought everybody knew this stuff. Nobody, I don't think they understand if you're pulling weight, you know, when somebody gets in front of you, you got to jam on your bricks. Yeah. And they do it all the time. Or you're going to end up with the, the truck in your cab. You know, what your trailer in your cab. I'm always worried about that. It's something that, I don't know, nobody pays attention. And, and you know what? And it gets worse when you're driving in the rain, right? Oh, forget it. Especially if they're driving on baloney skins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, and they still try to get in front of you. They still try to, like, and you have nothing you can do about it. And God forbid you hit them, you're in the wrong. That's right. So, uh, How's business this year? Doing good? I'm good. With this rain, everything's coming up nice, so. Good. Where, where's your place? Give yourself a plug. How do we get a hold of you? 
my business? Yeah. I'm the king of cuts. The king of cuts? I had no idea. I had royalty on the phone. You know, Because last <laughs> night, the prince of cuts called. But I knew if I waited long enough, I could upgrade. Was it kingofcuts.com? Uh, you can reach me. Can I give a phone number if that's all right? Who the hell is going to remember the phone number? All right, go ahead. Give the phone number. Yeah, I don't have the 732 right. 330-5577. Watch out. Now they're all going to call you. All right, Chris, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Most annoying thing about driving in the rain in New Jersey. All right, uh, the only money on the table if you have to move out of state. <laughs> they take an hour and a half to drive out of state, but still, Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage, as buyers lined up, can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. John's mom had already moved to Texas, and he had power of attorney to sell her home in Aberdeen because of permit requirements with the township. The sale was no easy task, but Rob and his team were up to the challenge, assisting John every step of the way with amazing results, getting John to the closing table after 18 showings, multiple offers, and 23 days on the market selling the home for $325,000 which was $26,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com or google robsellsnj and then you start packing. Here's Three fifteen minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Weather brought you by Master Attic. Hearing noises in your attic or smell something coming up from your crawl space, you need Master Attic. They do it all. Seal off road and entry points, remediate any damaged insulation, install new insulation. Go to masterattic.com or call them at 800-245-4009. All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. The most annoying thing about driving in the rain in New Jersey. What is your driving in the rain story? Stephanie's in Hillsborough on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm well, thank you. You know, I heard you talk about that fellow that didn't make way for you to pass him. Right. That's illegal. It doesn't matter if you're doing a legal pass or an illegal pass. Failure to give way to a passing vehicle is two points to the guy that's not letting you go by. You know what? I should film it. I should film it because they do that. I mean, the guy, I couldn't, I didn't know what the hell the problem was. Like, I'm trying to get around him. And maybe he's just drunk. I don't know. Maybe he's just tipsy and he's just swerving back and forth. But he wouldn't let me around. And, and I'm trying to get around. And it's like I'm stuck with him. And I had to go with him all the way to the end of the road before we made the turn. And even in the intersection, he's driving slow. No. Yeah, that, that's illegal for him to do that. Uh, do you have a driving in the rain story, Steph? I just wanted to share you with you that that guy was 100% wrong. All right. What annoys you most about driving in the rain? I don't have a problem driving in the rain. Oh, see, I do. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I'm telling you, I, like I said, you know, there's if you can't drive in the rain, don't drive in the rain. If you're driving in the rain right now and uh, something's annoying you, give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, it's, it's hard enough to maintain composure without uh, everybody around you 
just trying to slow everything down while you're trying to get where you're going, especially because they don't tell you, well, listen, get here when you get here. You know, this place is like a hospital. You got to be there when the shift starts. Uh, but not only that, for anybody, though, you know, it's just like in this, people freak out in the rain in New Jersey or they just freak out in the rain when they're driving. Snow's the same way. But I mean, like, the snow, you know, everybody, you just want to get through the snow. You want to get your path and everything. But when it rains, it, they just get so slow. And today, I felt like, again, I felt like a baton. I felt like the more I drove, the more I got hit. You know, the, every time somebody would pull away, somebody else would get in front. And then the one time I tried to pass, the guy wouldn't let me. And you get all these roads that are like, you know, going down, uh, you know, without passing lanes, back roads. That's another thing. If there's nobody in front of you and you can't make it, you know, you can't drive the speed limit, pull to the right, let me pass you, and then go back to driving the way you are. But how many times are you driving in New Jersey and you see the guy in front of you, you know, all that open road, and you can't get around? Joe's in Pittsgrove on New Jersey 101.5. How you doing, my friend? How are you, buddy? How you doing tonight? Aggravated. I, you know what? I needed you. I needed a police escort in front of me to move this guy out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna, I, my, my biggest uh, thing with Jersey drivers, well, there's two former Jer- Jersey drivers. Right. One, uh, is the one that is scared to move and backing up traffic from here to Kingdom Come. Yeah. And the second one is the aggressive one. Now, our last big uh, rainstorm that we had, right? I mean, it was coming down very, very hard. It was pretty blinding. And, you know, traffic is kind of moving with caution. And here comes this idiot driving past me. <laughs> out of traffic. And you got the marked car. Down there. Yeah, yeah, he don't see me, right? right? I get behind him, Steve. Now he has a little stretch of road on Route 55, which is kind of open. Right. I get behind him. I clock him at 105 mile an hour on blinding rain. Oh, my God. So I pull him over, right. and I, I just went up to him. I said, hey, you got to explain where you're going. That is so important that you have to do 105 in this weather. Well, now, first of all, he's the only, he's on the cell phone because I could see him and I have it on video. Right. Because I, I see him with his camera up in the air. Right. He has no seatbelt on. Right. And he's doing this. And then he's, you know, in and out traffic. So his excuse to me is, oh, man, I, I'm really sorry. I got to go to the bathroom really bad. Oh, the old bathroom story. I said, well, buddy, I, I'm going to tell you, you better hold it because you're going to be here for a little while. And uh, Steve... I wrote him, I, and I don't normally write. I yeah. usually, you know, people have a legitimate reason or, you know, they're cool with me or something. I'll just give them a warning. Right. But with that situation, the danger that he put people in, I wrote him for speeding. I wrote him for excessive lane changing. I wrote him for careless driving. I wrote him for no seatbelt. I wrote him for walking <laughs> on a cell phone. And I, I, I'm sure when he got all that tickets, he probably pooped his pants alone. <laughs> I don't think he went for days after he got all those tickets. <laughs> it would have been in his best interest to go in his pants. At least you would have maybe believed him. But now, <laughs> you're gonna, I mean, if you're going to lie about that, you better have something to back it up, you know? I mean, not for nothing. <laughs> hey, did you talk to Ryan about the blog I want to do with you? 
I, I denied it. I never got a phone call or anything. I'm gonna me. I'm gonna put you on hold. This is Joe. This is Joe from Pittsgrove. Hold on, Ryan's gonna grab you right now. Great stuff. And Marie is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Anne Marie. Hey, Steve. I love you so much. I get to see you when you're in town at at home recreation or putting on a, a a little blurb somewhere. It's such a pleasure to speak to you this evening. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much. I love you too. I'm glad we're here. Me too. And I thank you for taking my call. Anytime. The one thing that really bothers me uh-huh. when I'm driving, as it's pouring, raining at this moment, nobody slows down. Not only do they not slow down, sometimes I feel like when they see a puddle, uh-huh. they even speed up and then you wind up in a waterfall. <laughs> terrible. I want to go where you drive. Where I am, they get, they get so slow when they're in front of me and they take forever. But now, do you drive okay in the rain? I do drive well in the rain. Again, I, I pay attention to everything going on around me, and I'm very considerate of others crossing the street, but not the other people in cars. They're just speeding and whipping around, and it's just very difficult. If you have a truck that's flying next to you, and that water shoots on the car, you will be in a hurricane. Oh, yeah. And lately, we had, we've had we had actual hurricanes and tornadoes rain down on us. Anne-Marie, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. What annoys you driving in the rain? Um, yeah, it's it's the um, the notion that it's like the other drivers have never driven in the rain before. Yeah. It's like... It, this is all new to them. Yeah, exactly. This is, you know, we get rain. You drive a little slow, but you don't have to, you know, take it down to... It's not blizzard conditions out there. You don't take, need to take it 30 degrees or 30 miles slower. That drives me nuts. Yeah, me too. 7.30. Now, 1.5... Weather brought to you by Seasonal World, New Jersey's premier in-ground pool and backyard builder. Seasonal World specializes in all types of in-ground pools, offers complete solutions for your entire backyard living space. Learn more at SeasonalWorld.com. That's SeasonalWorld.com. All right, Steve Trevelisse, 1-800-283-101.5. If you happen to drive behind uh, my friends Erica and Rome, they'll annoy you driving in the rain because of what they do. But then again, uh, they learned that from the youth. What annoys you most about driving in the rain in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Coming up later, we're going to give away tickets to see Julia Scotty and Anita Wise and uh, John Proveromo at Catch a Rising Star tomorrow night. Uh, but for now, I want to know what annoys you most about driving in the rain. Maria is in Bedminster on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Maria. Hey. What's up? Um, only one thing. I mean, is that a fair question? There's like 75 things. Go ahead. I got time. Go ahead. The floor is yours. The road, the wet road is yours. The annoying wet road. So I'm right behind somebody who is in the left lane right now doing about 25 miles an hour with the blinkers on. Uh-huh. The whole road is like, why? Why? I mean, that's just a passing lane. And then you have the ones like your other uh, uh, caller said when they're driving 90 miles an hour as if nothing's happening and the ones who are going 10 miles an hour and they're all across. Have you noticed? Like, no, everybody stays across. So there's no Yeah, they form a wall in front of you. Yes. 
Yes, and then they like look at you strange when you go to the left and you pass and you get in front of them. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? It's rain. We can all get through it. We've driven in the rain before. We live here. But I'm telling you, the freak factor of the rain in New Jersey is becoming worse than the freak factor in the snow. If you can't drive in the rain, don't drive in the rain. You know? Or if you you can't drive in the rain and you're afraid, pull over when the person behind you wants to do, you know, wants to go faster. Right. And you don't have to. I mean, I understand hydroplaning and I understand, like, you can't really go very fast. Right. But, like, drive for the conditions. I mean, it's one extreme or the other. Exactly. It's always one or the other and right across. There can be no middle ground. I hate that. Maria, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Rose is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rose. Good evening. I just want to say something very fast. Now, right. I'm an old person. I don't drive anymore. But in the, ba- in the over the years, I used to drive in New Jersey. I drove from Vermont down to, to South Florida. And I even drove on the Autostrada in Italy. Uh-huh. And I just want to say this much. It's no Bergen Line Avenue. No, no, no. I mean, I would run into uh, New York occasionally. But the thing is this. We have people in this country who confuse their inadequacies emotionally in the way they drive. Huh? You hear me? Yeah, I'm trying to figure... I'm starting at? The, the, the point is this. There's a guy who's got to... Mr. Hotshot, he's got to go as fast as he possibly can. And then there are the old okie-dokies. But what about the guy who simply has to drive fast because he has to get someplace? Well, he might get it out a little earlier, and that might be save a few yeah, lives. He, he means to, but it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes he may have annoying uh, wife and kids to keep him from doing the things he wants to well, accomplish. And that's you why know. you don't have those wives and kids. Not me. I mean, you know, I'm sometimes anybody. mitigating circumstances. Some of the you know, circumstances I've driven Sometimes he may be writing posts all day and have to Hurricane. plan a show and have to get in his car and get to work. You know, it could we, happen. We have a situation where uh, I'm going south through Hurricane Alicia. I'm going down 95. And I realized I get, you stop there in Delaware, and it's like, ooh. So I went over east to go down the, the Demelver Peninsula, and um, I put my dip blinkers on because everybody's on the side of the road. It is raining buckets. Right. And I put my blinkers on, and I just tootle along, and I get through there. And never, I've never had an accident. I mean, I drove Rose, for 60 years. Aren't you blind? Huh? Aren't you blind? Yeah, now I am, but I, oh. in those years I wasn't. Because right now you're probably better than half the people driving in New Jersey. Yep, in yep, the rain. Perhaps. But when I used to drive the Autostrada del Sol from, uh-huh. from Sicily up to Milan, right. I mean, I've been in some pretty scary situations. Nobody drives like the Italians. No. And that's the problem. I'm Italian. I just want to drive. Thanks for the call yeah, to yeah. New Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What annoys you? about driving in the rain in New Jersey. You know, and I do this because I'm doing this for the people who are driving in the rain in New Jersey, who are so frustrated right now. And if you happen to be behind someone who's going too slow and you want to get around them and you can't, or you happen to be, you know, someone who like, oh my God, there's the police cars are there or there may be a fender bender or something and this is going to be the biggest thing we'll see all year. So we better slow down and savor the moment for as long as we can, maybe take pictures. You know, uh, if you are behind that person 
and you have someplace to go, you have to get someplace, and you're frustrated right now, I'm doing this because I want you to know that there's somebody that feels your pain. There's somebody in that little radio station that feels your pain. And if you want to call and commiserate, because you got the time because you're driving so slow, right? 1-800-283-101.5. My producer is Ryan Bissell. How's it going? Good, you? Good. Um, so what annoys me most about uh, driving in the rain is uh-huh. when, you know, the cars start to stack up because there is that one slow car in the front and there's someone and they're still tailgating you even though they know, like, the conditions aren't safe. Yeah, they're blaming you for it. Yeah, it's like, hey, buddy, it's not me. It's the guy in front of me. Like, back off yeah. a little bit. because Can he, you, you know, seek? Yeah, he's not a good driver. He's going to hit the brakes and we're all screwed. <laughs> exactly. There should be, like, a, a button in a dashboard that when you hit the button, a middle finger pops up from the, you know, like uh, the back of your car, like that shelf, like over the yeah. back seat between the back window, right? That, yeah. a little middle finger pops up so that when they do that, you can do that. I, I like the uh, the custom horns you can get on the Tesla. The, uh, you should be able to like make one that's just like, please move the car. You know, I, I, you're going I want, 35 in a 40. How about one that sounds like you're passing wind? That'll keep them away from you. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 What annoys you most about driving in New Jersey? Imagine that, right? You hit the horn. <laughs> on New Jersey, 101.5 Weather brought to you by W. Danley Electrical Prepared for a power outage with a Generac Automotive Standby Generator from W. Danley. You'll always have power. Free extended warranty, HVAC and general maintenance with a qualifying home standby generator purchase. 0% financing available. Visit Danley911.com. All right, Steve Trevelis. I barely made it to work today because everybody in front of me was driving so damn slow, freaking out. It was like every time I got one guy, they'd get out of the way. Another guy would get in the way. They don't care. They don't care how bad you're barreling down the road, how much you want to get there. They'll just cut in front of you. They'll fight to get in front of you and then slow down. What annoys you most about driving in the rain? In New Jersey. Gisela is on 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gisela. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm frustrated. This actually happens to me almost every day. It's not just in the rain. But I hate it when drivers leave this huge gap in front of you. So then you have three other drivers jump in and, you know, get in front of you. Like, why, why do you such a big gap? That is so annoying because, and so frustrating because you could see it, right? Or the one in front of you and in front of them, like they'll they'll drive like a hundred yards behind the car in front of them. Yeah. And you can't get there, but you have to go through the torture of watching the gap and know that if you just get around this moron, you will be able to drive with the pack. All the time. It's, I'm, I'm on 78 now and this guy... It's actually about four car lengths, uh-huh. and everybody's getting in front of him. So I, I finally, I just, I just went around them. I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, that's the other thing. You get so frustrated. You, know, I don't even care. I don't care if I commit a crime. I don't care if I get pulled over. I can't take it anymore. And unfortunately, sometimes when I do that, I don't get pulled over. I, I get, it's just because, yeah, it's so frustrating. You're willing to break the law because the guy is, is doing a number on your brain as you're driving, crawling in front of him. And, and it's like they're completely oblivious. Don't they even know, or maybe they do know, how much they're they annoying have, you? 
I don't think they have a clue or is it that they just realize, oh, okay, so the traffic is slow, so, you know, I'll just take my time. But they don't realize there's people getting in front of them. Yeah. Holding everybody up. We're not out here on a sightseeing tour. We're not out here to see what it's like driving in the rain. We've got some place to go. We've got plans. Exactly. exactly. That annoys me. The other thing is when they're on the fast lane and they're going 40 miles an hour on the fast lane. That's the other annoying thing, too. So That should qualify you for the death penalty, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think at that point, you know, you could go to court, right? You get to stay. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to have the lawyer fight for you. I'm like, when they took the written exam, did they not uh, study? I mean, come on. Well, you know what? Not only that. But I'll tell you something. The cops that are not allowed to bust the underage kids for the weed and the alcohol should put those energies toward catching people who drive too slow in the left lane. Yes. That would be a good, really. You know what? I I love to bust your kid for pot and, you know, for for pot and booze, but (laughs) I can't. So I'm going to go take it out on this guy driving 40 miles an hour in the left lane. Maybe that would, maybe it'd be a good, like, you know, trade-off. You know, Gisela, you never know. Yep, you got it. All right, kiddo, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Seriously, I don't understand why. And they do it because they want to annoy you. They know that, right? When it comes to annoyance, Andrew and Stanhope, what do you got, my friend? See, it was perfect to set up for my wife when she first comment when she first came here. Right. She saw the um, scary movie, and the lady said, you know, we watched that horror movie. It was kind of scary. But not that scary. I like when it's real scary, like an Asian person driving. <laughs> oh, like, now you're telling driving. racist jokes, eh? Cause your wife, where's your wife from? Thailand. There you go. All oh. right, kiddo. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. All right. Have you... Um, we're going to talk about practical jokes tonight. I want you to think about the best practical joke you ever played or the best practical joke that was ever played on you. I got uh, comedy tickets to give you. Give me something good. Sign up today for New Jersey 101.5 App Alerts. Get instantly notified about breaking news, weather emergencies, and traffic delays. Download or open our free app and click on Alerts. Steve Trevelis talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight at 1-800-283-101.5. We got Trevia tomorrow night, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5. We'll be playing for comedy show tickets. Uh, And uh, tonight, I want you to go check out my uh, Steve Trevelis page on NJ1015.com where you're going to see where to get the best white pizza and what tastes great on it. Today, uh, uh, when they go up, today is going to be uh, Seaside Heights Memories. We talked about that last night. And uh, the story of Jamie Cap, who uh, is really sad, 60 years old, and he's got no one to care for him. He uh, got hit playing football at the age of 16 back in 1979, left him quadriplegic. And it's a really sad story, and they really need your help. And please check it out. Also, the best shows we've seen at Convention Hall on the Steve Trevelis page. Uh, this uh, this is a very dangerous prank. 
And it happened at Ryder College on Monday morning, about 1015, Lawrence Township police, police responded to a call. David Matthau wrote the story, getting a report of a man that had been shot with an unknown projectile. The victim told officers he'd been struck by some kind of projectile on the right temple, caused minor pain and discomfort. Police given a description of the vehicle, and they later recovered a plastic camouflage toy gun that fires water-filled projectiles along with a BB gun and uh, extendable baton. Guy uh, Alan Morales Garcia was arrested, charged with simple assault, negligent cause of bodily injury, unlawful possession of a weapon, unlawful possession of a weapon in an educated institute, unlawful possession of a weapon and possession of a weapon for an unlawful purposes. In other words, any possible way you can have an unlawful possession of a weapon, they got this guy. And uh, it was uh, basically, they're describing this as um, a dangerous prank lands Mercer County teens behind bars. You get kids which get stupid and they run around uh, thinking they're being smart or being a smart ass. And this is the kind of stuff that happens. What I want to know from you is a good old honest practical joke. What is the best practical joke that you played or what is the best practical joke that was played on you? And uh, you give me that. And the best one is going to get tickets to see Julia Scotty from America's Got Talent, uh, more funny women of a certain age, Anita Wise, who was in Seinfeld, uh, and John Proveromo, hysterical comedian, tomorrow night at Catch a Rising Star. Uh, Very special show. So you give me your best practical joke. Something is going to, someone's going to make us uh, stand back. Oh, I like that one. I could do that. Or I wouldn't want to have that done on me. And we will hook you up with the tickets. The best one. John's in Philadelphia on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good, buddy. How about you? Excellent. Excellent. I'm calling to, uh, to, to give you a little bit of background. I had a great group of friends not long ago. We were expecting a severe snowstorm, uh, Get your eggs, get your butter. Everybody's going to die, kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> Got to get the bread. Got to get the I'm milk. I'm on the couch, and I'm, I'm thinking, how can I, you know, what can I do to one of these guys? And I came up with the bright idea to post an ad on Craigslist for a free Craftsman 30 whatever inch snowblower that's just been tuned up with a full tank of gas. But <laughs> I just moved into my uh, my new condo, and I got homeowners and people that do that for me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't need it anymore. So come and pick it up. Right. And. Uh, his telephone number was posted very clearly, and this poor guy got phone calls from New York, New Jersey, Delaware. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that. When we could have fun and, you know, nobody got offended, but, you know, it was great. Great, still talk about it, and you know. Yeah, no, I like that. Fun. When I was a kid growing up in Union City, we would have like you know we we had like fifty kids all on top of each other, you know, and arguments would break out. And I remember like what people would do: they would call the pizzeria and order a pizza, and stayed across the street in the kid's house and looked through the window as the guy delivered the pizza and watched a battle that would ensue. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to the point where people, I remember one kid out of frustration goes, oh, yeah, that son of a bitch getting a pizza. Get me the phone. <laughs> Freebie. I, I do that to my friends, uh, Jeff and, and Steve right now. But, you know, 
They're a little bit far, far away from me, so I can't get them with the pizza. <laughs> no, but you got them with the Craigslist. I'm putting you on hold. We are in the hopper. We're going to take your information. I'm like, hey, he's getting a pizza, that best. All right, John is in Mount Holly on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. I'm oh, sorry, George, my mistake. Hi, George. Yeah, no, that's okay. Call me anything. So I'm, uh, I'm in the Navy, right? and I don't like roaches. I got on submarines because I don't like roaches. <laughs> the roaches don't like subs either, I take it. Yeah, right. They don't. They don't go on subs. So, uh, right. So there are no Dallas Cowboy fans on subs. We established right, that. Okay. Right, right, right. So I'm up at Mannheim working at uh, Cox Enterprises as a driver. Right. And I get this promotion to drive jump truck, which is like you drive around and start the cars. Right. And my buddies who were like razzing me because I got this new job, they know that I don't like roaches. Okay. So okay. they found these perfect replica rubber roaches. They look just like the real thing. Oh. And they stick them in the truck. There's like 30 or 40 of them. Oh, my God. And I, I, I'm so afraid of roaches. I have such a phobia of them. I couldn't get back in the truck. Get out. So what'd you do? I, I took another jump truck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could never get back in that truck again. It's like a real phobia with me. Oh, my God. To this day, huh? How about that? All oh, right. yeah. Can't go near him. Can't oh, go near him. There's some kind of a, there's some kind of, there is a phobia, like a roach phobia, like not an arachnid. Maybe it's a roach phobia. I don't know. Some kind Hell, of a I'd thing. Probably about... eat, I, I eat spiders. You I do? I eat a spider, but I can't touch a roach. There are, you you got to do the chocolate-covered roach. Like Rod Stewart had a fear of oh dead people, and he got a job as a grave digger to overcome that fear. I saw oh that in a Wise God. Guy yeah, episode. Yeah, hold on, man. I'm going to put you on hold. How about that? All right, 1-800-283-101.5. I got comedy show tickets, right? The best practical joke. Those are two good ones. Best practical joke you ever played on somebody. Or the best practical joke that was played by you. How about George in the Navy? And uh, they fill his truck with roaches. Fake roaches, because he's afraid of the real ones. Or uh, how about the guy who places a snowblower, a free snowblower, with his friend's address? You guys had to have done the pizza thing before, right? Or uh, the pizza or uh, back in the day when when pornography was uh, sent through the mail, people would order people dirty magazines and stuff. And that always looked good when mom and dad would, you know, oh, it's in the plane brown wrapper, son. I don't know. 1-800-283-101.5. Your best practical joke. Tickets see Julie Scotty and Danita Wise and John Poveromo tomorrow night at Catch a Rising Star on at Princeton High at CatchYourRisingStar.com. It's going to be a very funny show. Trevia tomorrow night. We'll give away tickets to see Mike Marino at the Surflight Theater, among among other countless uh, performers. So uh, he's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Traffic. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I want a practical joke. Give me the best practical joke you ever played on someone or the best joke someone ever played on you. And uh, what we're going to do is, uh, winner, the best ones, going to get tickets to Catch a Rising Star, the big comedy show with Julia Scotty. Very, anyone who listens to the show knows Julia Scotty. And uh, it's going to be tomorrow night, Anita Wise, Julia Scotty, John Provoromo. Uh, they've all been in here. They're all very funny. And uh, Julia of America's Got Talent. Showtime's more funny women of a certain age. You could see her live. Uh, Nate is in Livingston 
on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Nate. Nate, you there? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the practical joke. What's up, pal? No. <laughs> it's all good. How are you? I'm good. Tell me what you did. Okay. See, when the uh, scratch-off tickets came and the joke ones came out almost like 10 years ago, I um, right. I gave my father-in-law a card, and I, I slipped one of them in. Right. In addition to, like, some regular cards. Right. In addition to some regular scratch-offs along with a gift card. Right. And... Uh, Let's just say he wasn't too happy after he scratched he scratched off a couple of them and he wanted like a free ticket or something else. Right. And then he scratched the uh, the ten thousand dollar one. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was the ten thousand one was the practical joke or was the funny one? Yeah. The- yeah. How did you do that? Oh my! I love to do that to my wife. Hold on. How did you do it? And where did you get this? Like a fake winning lottery ticket? Yeah, back in the day, I think Spencer's gifts had had them, and I actually had a, oh. a friend that had a magic shop, uh-huh. and it was like the hottest thing, I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago, so not a lot of people knew about them as a joke, so you could imagine when somebody scratches it off, along with other ones. Oh, my God. Oh, my. That is beautiful. So what happened? Now, I guess you're now he's your ex-father-in-law. Or how'd that work no, out? he's my father. He, you know, he calmed down, but he went nuts though. He, he actually, yeah, I mean, you would do, you would too, but then you turn it around and it says you can collect this at like house of your mama and all this other funny stuff. <laughs> I like that. Winning $10,000. Hold on. I'm going to put you in the hopper. Nora is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Nora. Hi, I think this is a good one. Okay. We were play- we were playing Trivial Pursuit right. with another couple. And me and my husband were doing really good in the geography category. So uh, the guy and the other couple said, how are you so good at geography? Right. So we said we read National Geographic. So he's like, man, we showed him our magazines. He was really impressed. So he said, I am going to apply. I'm going to get a prescription subscription to National Geographic. So we copied, made fake stationery from National Geographic and wrote him a letter saying he was denied the membership because of his poor scores in trivial And for a second, like he said he was reading it and he had like smoke coming out of his (laughs) And um, then he's like, oh, it's those two. They did it to me. But um, (laughs) how long did it take him to figure it out? Pretty fast. But like the initial reaction is worth a million dollars. I love that. Of course, he called us up and said, you guys, you really got me. I, I love that. I, and from that point on, was he still the same at Trivial Pursuit? Um, I don't know if I ever even played it with him again, but it was just, it was such a good um, joke. And to think of him, like, sitting, because we made a fake envelope, like, mm-hmm. we made the fake stationery, and uh, we sent it right, like, we waited a week, I think, and I, he said, like, I'm going to apply right away. So we thought he did. I think we even gave him a card from the magazine, which they used to have then, to send in and get your yeah. subscription. You put a lot it's, of thought into this. 
<laughs> that is great. That is great. Nora, you're going in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Julia Scotty tickets. Catch your rising star tomorrow night. Best practical joke. I'm telling you, we got some imagination. This is some good stuff. I want to hear like, uh, I want to hear either where you got pranked or you pranked somebody or punked somebody or whatever. Uh, this is the time of the season. You know, my, sometimes it just happens. You know, sometimes it just, I remember cutting school with my friends and, um, we pull into the parking lot and I tell them, listen, I was the guy that was driving. I was 18. In those days, you could sign people out or whatever. And I told them, I said, you know, just everybody go tell them I had a flat tire. And uh, there they are signing in. Trevor Lee said flat tire. Trevor Lee said flat tire. Trevor Lee said flat tire. Glenn Stewart tells this story on stage when the B Street Band plays. Trevor Lee said flat tire. And I'm watching it. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> Steve, Trevor Lee. Reason for being late. Missed us. And later that day, will the following people please report to the principal's office? Uh, Joy is in Chatham, New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Joy. Hi. Hi, how are you? Um, Good. Well, I have a prank. Years ago, we had a small boat. Right. And I would invite my brother and sister on the weekends just to chill. And somehow my husband found these lottery tickets okay. that they're fake. And, you know, but if you scratch and you're winning, you think, you know, you're a winner. So we gave them to my sister because she's gullible and she scratched it off and she won like $10,000 or whatever. Uh Like, oh, let me see that. Let me see that. And he just surreptitiously like let go of it into the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And what happened then? She's like, <laughs> and then we let her go for a while because she's funny when that happens. Uh-huh. I finally told her that. Oh man, lottery tickets. That would be great to have like on tape. That'd be great, like we on an iPhone, and oh. you could just tape that whole thing and yeah, never let her forget yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I enjoy. Hold on, that's a variation on a theme, right? That's uh, that's messing with the winner. Let's go to uh, Marie is in Haddonfield on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Oh, Marie, what's up? Well, I wasn't going to call, and but then when the guy called about the fake lottery ticket, right? I actually did the same thing to my former boss, uh, and it probably is that why is your former boss? Well, no, no. Um, he was actually friends with my mom, and then I went to work with him with him for a while. But it, I gave him the fake lottery ticket right. in retaliation for a joke that he played on me. Oh, what did he do? Um, well, I started to date this guy who just broke up with his fiance that he'd been trying to dump for years. Right. Um, we worked right across from a florist. So the one day, and, you know, I went to dinner with this guy one night, and we came out, and here was his ex-girlfriend, jumps on the car, screaming, kicking the windshield. I can see the the glass flexing. Right. And she's like an absolute maniac, and she's screaming at me, and she's screaming at him, and, you know, the whole thing. She twisted his uh, wipers like pretzels. Um, He called the cops. Cops came. We ended up in court for this. Um, her name was Danielle, and she was a psycho. Right. So a couple of days later, maybe the following week, I'm in my office. I'm at my desk. I get a floral delivery of dead roses, like a dozen dead roses. Right. Ooh, tied wow. with a black bow, and it says, he's all yours. You can have him. Good riddance, and a couple other choice words. Right. Danielle. 
And I'm like, oh, my God, this is nuts. This psycho sent me these flowers. And my boss is like, who did that? So he's playing it up. And I was just like, oh, my God, like this chick, uh, you know, I'm a little bit of, you know, I'm a little bit afraid of her. Right. She did end up flashing my tires. But the um, the thing was, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, like, what do I do with this? Because the girl is nuts. Right. So. You know, he lets me sit there. The dead roses are are sitting there, and I'm just like, oh my god, I I have to tell he my did. now kind of boyfriend what's going on. Right. This psycho sent these flowers. My boss starts laughing. <laughs> and he's like, I got you. I thought you good. You thought they were from her. And he said, you know, this whole big thing. Uh-huh. So about a month later, so I'm like, oh my god, you you son of a, you know. Uh, yeah. So we had a good laugh about it. It was perfect. You know, the came right the lottery the tickets. Yep. So oh. about a month later, uh-huh. I tell his son, who also works at the company, I tell his son, I said, you know what? I found something. I'm going to get your dad back. He's like, what are you going to do? I said, and I showed him the lottery ticket. Oh. And he was just like, oh, my God, this is great. He's going to freak out. This is awesome. So he goes back to his desk. Tom comes in and, you know, I said, uh, Tom, I bought a couple scratch-offs here. You know, your birthday's coming up. And I gave him, like, a real scratch-off and, you know, the fake one. Right. So he scratches off the the real one. He doesn't win anything. He scratches off the fake one. Again, it's like a 10 grand prize or something. He is, like, ecstatic, jumping up and down. He's so happy. You know, he's an older gentleman. And then you got him. Yeah, well, he's so thrilled, and Brian's sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, you won? He's like, oh, my God, Marie, I won, I won, I won $10,000, oh, my God, what can I fetch this in, what do I do? And he's all excited, and he was a Vietnam veteran, and, uh-huh. he, you know, older guy, and I felt really bad, because I'm like, he is Wait, Marie, right Marie, back. listen, hold on, I got I to gotta hit the news. I'm going to put you on hold, hold on. I'm sorry, Chad, I didn't realize it was that late. <laughs> 8.32. Weather brought to you by Seasonal World, New Jersey's premier in-ground pool and backyard builder. Seasonal World specializes in all types of in-ground pools and offers complete solutions for your entire backyard living space. Learn more at SeasonalWorld.com. That's SeasonalWorld.com. Steve Trevelisse, 1-800-283-101.5. What is the best practical joke that you have ever played? Uh, I got comedy tickets riding on it. Best best story this hour is going to get tickets. See Julia Scotty and uh, Nita Wise and John Provoromo at Catch a Rising Star tomorrow night. CatchYourRisingStar.com. Uh, Rhodey, I was going to say Anthony. Rhodey is in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rhodey. Hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing? Doing good. How are you, pal? Man, I'm heading to Maryland right now, driving from, from Princeton. Be careful. Yeah, I know, I know. I got a 53-footer behind me, right? And I'm taking it easy. Oh, man. All right, tell me your practical <laughs> joke. What is your story? Okay, can I, can, I, can I quickly give you two in one? Can you what? Can I give you two in one? Sure. Just don't, okay. you know, don't get me in trouble. No, no. <laughs> okay. No. So this happened some, some years back. Right. So, you know, you have those um, bathroom stalls. Right. And then, you know, there's no top. So this guy, my friend, he was in there. So he was, um, you know, surfing up his hair. All sorry, sorry. So the moment he, he started to rinse it out, my other friend went on top with a bottle of shampoo. So 
as he was washing the shampoo out, he kept pouring shampoo. So the more he washed, the more he get more. The more he washed. So what's going on? He rubbed his eyes. He looked and said, what's going on? So he went back. He started washing out again. They poured more shampoo in him again. And he was there. He was there for a good minute trying to get to wonder why, why the soap won't go in. He almost killed one of them. That is a star. Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. More head and shoulders. That is great. <laughs> so, so the other one is. Okay. Back in the days, I was in the army back home in Jamaica. Right. So we used to make jokes on each other. Right. So a friend of mine, he was, he sleep like a log. So we had four guys, four guys. We, we, we would get a sheet and, and cover all over him. Right. One guy holding each hand, four corner. Right. So we would get the black shoe polish and put it all over his face. And then we get like a straw right. to tickle him. So when, when we were, as we were tickling him, he's wiping his face. So oh, he's getting over, all over him. Over, over. <laughs> when, he, when he got up, he could not see left or right. We had to run. <laughs> he wanted to kill us. That's just odd. Hold on. I'm putting you in the opera. What was the one where they would put the, uh, on the binoculars? They would put the shoe polish on the binoculars, so people would put them up to their eyes, take them down, and they have no idea that they got like uh, human glasses on. Uh, Todd is it? Tom is in North Plainfield, under Jersey one hundred one point five. Hi, Tom. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. I was at summer camp in the late nineteen seventies. Right. My parents sent me a care package. And in that package was a couple boxes of sun-made raisins. Well, I was outside. I had a couple boxes in my pocket. And I, I emptied it. I, I looked down on the ground, and I saw some deer droppings. And I got this idea. Oh, this is making an awesome practical joke. So I emptied out, I emptied out the raisins, put a couple of the deer droppings <laughs> in the raisin box. And my friend came by and he's like, hey, give me a box of raisins. I gave him a box of raisins. He took a mouthful. I started laughing uncontrollably. Oh. I landed on, the, landed on the ground laughing so hard. He and ate a he box of deer droppings? Raisins, he spit him out. And he's my friend. He started punching me and beating me up. And <laughs> <laughs> Boy, laughed. what a pal you are. Oh my God. It, it took a couple of days, but uh, I asked him to forgive me. And, <laughs> and now, how about now today? Is he, are you guys still friends or what? Has he denounced you? Uh, no, I kind of lost touch. <laughs> kind of lost touch, right? <laughs> I should have called to New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5, the best practical joke you have ever played. All right, we got a good We got a bunch of them. I didn't even realize that they made fake winning lottery tickets. But uh, don't tell my wife. Because she may get a little surprise when I'm on vacation. Uh, best practical joke you ever played. Ryan, you got a practical joke? Have you... Uh, he comes right in here. He's got one. Okay. That's what I want to know. Because uh, this is uh, this is the time to get it out here, right? Uh, what What is it? Have you ever been punked or punked someone? Uh, so I've... Unfortunately, so I, I laugh too much. Right. So I've never been able to be one that's able to like keep the joke a you secret. You can't keep the straight face. But the best one that's ever been pulled on me to this day. Right. Um, I, I had been giving my brother a hard time. I forget why I had been in a mood or something. So it was in the evening I had been giving him a hard time. And uh, I went to the bathroom while him and my dad were still in the bedroom. We shared a bedroom. So I come in and I go to get into my uh, 
under the covers into the sheets and I, you know, jam my legs down, you know, like you do normal style and they get caught really quickly, like right at the top, like halfway down. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and they'd short sheeted me, which I had no idea was a thing until they did it. So what you do is you tuck the sheet um, to the top, like by your, where your head would be instead of at the bottom. You uh, lay it down and then you fold it back up to the top. Oh, and fold the sheet over. wait a minute. So, yeah, so when you get in, it's only halfway there. Yeah. And so, like, they completely punked me. I was like, what's going on? I'm like jamming my legs I down there over there laughing. That was. That's great. Yeah. That is great. Short sheeted. I didn't, I didn't, I, I knew the term, I didn't know what it was. But I think Albert's going to do it to Lennon. Gab.com. <laughs> New Jersey 101.5 giving you a super summer family fun day. You can win free passes to Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride and slide passes. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun from New Jersey. I went on 1.5. Steve Trevelis. So, um, uh, this was a really bad prank at Ryder College where a, a teenager was riding around shooting uh, water-filled projectiles at people and it got him arrested and got him in trouble. But he got me thinking about the best practical jokes. And I want to hear your best practical joke at 1-800-283-101.5. Best ones get Julia Scotty tickets at the uh, Catch a Rising Star in the Princeton Hyatt tomorrow night with Anita Wise and John Provoramo. Tammy is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tammy. Hi. How you doing? Tammy? Was that the joke? Tammy? Are you sorry, there? I think I... Yes, sorry, oh. I think I lost you. Oh, okay, now you're back. So, yes, I do have a practical joke. Tell me. Many years ago, uh -huh. my uncle had passed out on our sun deck at a party we were having. And my dad told us that we should write asshole on his chest in some nail polish. So we did. Then we put some shaving cream in his hand. Right. And tickled his face until he woke up. Of course, he smashed it in his face. <laughs> and then he retaliated thinking my dad put us up to it completely. And it wasn't his. He just told us what to write. Right. So he sunburned. And when he took the nail polish off, it said that on his chest. Oh, but long my story God. short, he got back at my dad, and we did not know he shaved his eye one eyebrow off. Wow. And he went to work like that the next day. <sighs> so what happened? How long before he found out? I had to run some shaving cream to work for my dad so he could shave the other eyebrow. Oh, and he get the eyebrow pencil and paint it on? I, no, he just shaved them off and dealt with it. I felt so bad. Oh, God. Tammy, that's great. That's great. Hold on. I'm going to put you in offer. 1-800-283-101.5. Best practical joke. We had a party at a house in Marlboro. Um, and the whole bunch. I worked at Great Adventure. All my Great Adventure friends came over. And, uh, you know, my, my parents uh, were away. That was what you did. Back in the day, when your parents gave you the house, what did you do? You had a party. Even if you didn't know anybody, you had a party. And everybody came. And, uh, you know, you would have, uh, we're getting high outside, they're getting drunk inside, the bedrooms are on a rotating basis, and the basement, it was a whole thing. Pool in the basement, pool table, whole thing. Um, 
And this guy, we had those stoves, uh, the, the Gen Airs where they were computerized. You just touch it like zero, nine, and that would put the burner on, not like a switch. So one is one guy was sitting on the burner on the stove. And I just happened to walk, I just walked right by without doing it, you know, without saying anything or doing anything. But hey, you know, how you doing, Jimmy? And I just hit zero nine and kept walking. And I'm in the other room. Right? Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah! Guy jumps across the room. Sometimes they're just so easy, you know? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to hear your best practical joke. And uh, we got Trevia, like I said, tomorrow night we got Trevia. And uh, also, uh, Thursday night, the Jefferson Starship's going to be on. So there's a lot going on this week. I'm going to be on vacation next week. Fourth uh, of July weekend, and I'll be playing music on Monday night. Fourth of July on Tuesday, I'll be off on Wednesday and Thursday, and then uh, we'll get back to the fun and frolic on uh, July 10th. All right, so here's what's going on. There's a story about what uh, what what a, what a girl did with her mom's ashes that I've got to tell you about, and I want to know. What's the craziest things you've ever done <laughs> with someone's ashes? Or what, what are the craziest things people have requested to have done with their ashes? Stick around. Live, local, legendary. We are New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. All right, Steve Trevelis getting you through tonight. The one 800 All right, uh, David Portnoy reacted to the uh, pizza ovens, and we're going to get that up at NJ1015 tomorrow. And uh, along with some uh, pizza owners in New Jersey and how they feel about it, so that's coming. Uh, Trevia tomorrow night at 10, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5. Jim and I will be here. Mark Riccadon is going to be here. Uh, Justin Gonzalez is going to be here. He's got a show at the uh, Landis Theater in Vineland, uh, 33 and 3rd Killer Queen Experience show. And... Uh, who else? We may have a, we may have a special guest tomorrow night. I'm working on that, so so do stick around. Um, my parents passed away, and my mother uh, actually they were both cremated, and my mother requested that uh, when my father died, she was cremated, and I didn't get this. Whether she's in a wall. Like, uh, I forget where it was, but the idea that to put the ashes in the wall and then like, for me, I get the idea of going to the grave. You put flowers on the grave in the wall. What do you do? Like furniture polish and you wash the wall. I don't know. But, uh, people have different requests with their ashes, you want different things done. Uh, my mother requested that when my father died, that half of his ashes would go in the urn with her so that uh, he could walk the dog. And the other half of the ashes, uh, he wanted to be scattered out at sea. He was a, um, he loved to fish. He was in the Navy. And we went out and we, uh, you know, we went out in a boat. And you're not supposed to do this in New Jersey, so shh, don't tell anybody. But we went out off the coast of Belmar where he fished. 
And you're supposed to scatter the ashes. But we didn't, for some reason, we didn't do that. We took the ashes in a box, weighted them, and sent them overboard. It was almost like he was sleeping with the fishies or something. I didn't get, I said, are we supposed to open this? And, you know, no, no, you got to do it like this. And then they threw the roses on the water and all that. My old man would have gotten a charge out of it. Uh, but I bring this up because I want to know, like, what did you do? Or what are some of the requests that have been made? Uh, with the ashes of a loved one. And I asked this because Pink, the singer, was left stunned as a fan threw her mother's ashes on stage as she performed at a huge London festival. The Never Gonna Not Dance Again singer, 42 years old, received a number of gifts from her loyal fans at her two American Express Presents uh, Hyde Park shows including teddy bears, flowers, and artwork. But imagine her surprise when uh, she got this. This is your mom. Imagine that. She's on stage, and I got, I was the video. And she's actually uh, being presented... She turned, uh, you know, basically, she's on stage, and somebody threw the mom's ashes. How about that? She was startled when she was handed a pouch of uh, cremated remains and asked a member of the audience to clarify if that was her mother's ashes before saying, I don't know how I feel about that. After walking back up to the stage from the central walkway, she added, I have to say that was a first, and she also helped a fan get engaged in Mr. Performing piano cover of Bob Dylan's You uh, uh, Make You Feel My Love after checking if someone had passed out or proposed. How about that? Things sure happen at Pink Concerts. But I want to know from you at 1-800-283-101.5. Do you have any requests uh, if you want to be cremated, what you'd like done with your ashes when the time comes? Or... Have what are some of the crazy requests that you have heard, or you know people who have been cremated? Where have uh, you put the ashes, or where have you heard of the ashes being scattered? I heard of people that you know snuck into Yankee Stadium. They wanted the ashes scattered at Yankee Stadium. You got to be real careful how you do this because uh, it's against the law. Right? You can't just walk in and drop your ashes somewhere. People have a problem with that. I can't remember the story of Yankee Stadium, if it was a movie or real-life thing, where somebody wanted the ashes scattered at Yankee Stadium, and they were actually able to get on the field and, like, release them through their leg, through the, they had, like, the ashes going up their pant leg, and they were able to pull a string, and they would come out. 1-800-283-101.5. But I can't imagine this. I mean, you live your entire life, and, and then you die, and you're cremated. And your kid takes your ashes and throws them on stage to a singer at a concert. What does that say? Is that a, it was, is there a, I love the story. Maybe mom was a huge pink fan and this would have been what she wanted. I don't buy that. Uh, I had a friend of mine, John Kensel, the comedian, does a bit where uh, he breaks up with his girlfriend. And she leaves her mom's ashes with him. And uh, he ends up using, uh, using the urn as an ashtray. <laughs> it's like. She calls him up. How's my mom? Well, she's gaining weight. (laughs) 
1-800-283-101.5. So just checking this out here. Are there, what are the craziest requests you've ever heard? Or what are some of the things you've ever heard people request be done with their ashes? I figure, like, keep them at home. Like, my dogs have been cremated. And uh, I got my cremated dog's ashes. You know, I got the remains in a little box with a picture of the dog at home. But some people, you know, who wants them scattered here? Who wants them scattered there? Scattered over the ocean. That's a common one. You know, you're a fan of a ball team or something like scattered at Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm not going anywhere with this, Owie. Okay, just try to throw it out there. Uh, but I can't imagine. Imagine being on stage. There you are in the middle of a show. And somebody throws somebody's remains at you. Somebody throws their ashes. You're thinking, do they hate me? Uh, is this a labor of love? I mean, really, she doesn't know. She goes, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, how do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. If you could have your ashes scattered someplace, where would you like your remains to end up? And it could be any place in the world. Yeah. Uh, again, this goes back to, I, I go back to the athletics. I go back to, you know, would you want them on, on the field of your favorite stadium where your team, where your favorite team plays? Would you want them on a stage where your favorite band played? Would you want them out in the ocean? Would you want to go to a specific site that meant something to you or a specific place that meant something to you? 1-800-283-101.5. And did you ever have to do it? Did you, were you ever the one that had to go scatter the ashes? That has to be a really strange experience. You know, to go out there, because they come in an urn, right? And the urn is sealed. So you have to open it up and then you got to, you know, throw it out. I don't know if I could do that. That's, that's, uh, that would be too emotional for me. But how about you? You know, uh, someone went to a pink concert in London and threw their mom's ashes up on the stage at the singer. They didn't throw the ashes. They throw a bag, a pouch with the ashes. But for you, I want to know. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had to scatter someone's ashes? Or where are some of the crazy places that people wanted their ashes scattered? This I want to hear. And uh, did you do it? Or would you do it? I said, my mom, my father's ashes are half in, half in the ocean and half in the urn with my mother. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. This is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Trap. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Uh, where are you on the ashes? Some people want their ashes scattered. Some people have specific spots. Uh, somebody actually took them to a pink show, their mom's ashes, and threw them up on stage at the singer, to which she said, I don't know how I feel about this. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. Name some places where people you know wanted their ashes scattered. Caroline is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Caroline. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm doing okay, just got off of work. <laughs> ah, best part of the day. Yes. All right, tell me. 
Um, um, my um, 25-year-old son just passed away in December. Um, I spread some of his ashes at the um, at a lake that he started fishing when he was like one years old. Right. Uh, so some of his ashes are spread there. The remaining ashes he would like spread at the um, the bay next to the River Lady around Fourth of July or after the Fourth of July. And that's right. because I lost my son. He passed away in Monmouth County Jail. So. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Did he, uh, did, were you able to do it? Were there, did you have to sneak it or would they just let you, not everybody lets you scatter the ashes. Um, I have some of his remains left with me, but I'm spreading them at certain spots that I remember him growing up at. Right. Um, I'm so sorry you had to go through that, you know, but you know, you're, you're doing right. You're putting him in a, you're putting him in a, you know, you're putting him in the right place. Yes. Uh, Caroline, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Tom is in Ramsey on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. About 15 years ago, my father-in-law died. Right. And uh, my wife was having a hard time with it, and his wishes were to be cremated. He was an old-time Hungarian machinist, immigrant. Right. So he was into his tools and his cars and his garage, and... um. For a long time, I had driven around with his ashes in the car because my wife didn't want to see them in the house. She was uncomfortable because, you know, it was her dad. Right. So what we did was, you know, the ashes were in the car. So what, one night while we were at the English Town Swap Meet, I took them out and I put them in a chair because I figured what better place for an old man, you know, who loves the tools and the cars and the garage. <laughs> I'd rather be, uh, you know, would rather hang out than right down there, you know. Right. So where are they now? You know, we didn't spread his ashes there or anything, but you know, we have him in the house. He's keeping an eye on me. He's keeping an eye on you. I thought you're gonna. I thought you had him in the car. Yeah. So this. No, way, no. If it ever breaks, you know, you got him right there, right? No, we have a prominently. You know, his ashes are prominently in our house, and we respect it. And uh, I, you know what, I would, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I like the idea of the ashes in the house. I mean, like the ashes, because uh, some places, like, I never got the idea where, you know, like, I get the idea of the cemetery. You're going to pay to have the body buried there. But the idea yeah. of paying a place just to hold the urn, to me, just doesn't make sense. You know, it's an urn. He was loved by his family, and uh, I, wish, I wish my son, you know, he died before my son was born. I wish my mm. son could have met him, you know, because I think they would have got along great. Oh, that's beautiful. Daddy, I wish my mom could have met my sons. I know you, I know where you're coming from. Tom, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Name a place that someone you know wanted their ashes scattered. Or name a place that you scattered someone's ashes. You know, uh, pink, uh, like I said, you know, imagine you're doing a concert. There you're up on stage singing, people throwing all kinds of stuff at you, flowers, all the stuff that usually they love. And next thing you know, someone hurls a bag of someone's cremated ashes. And she just took it in stride. Now, I don't know, like, I wonder, did they give the ashes back? Did the fan who threw them up there, did she want the ashes back? I, if it were me, I'd make sure they got them back. Although, I would never throw my parents' ashes up at a rock singer anyway. Sinatra, maybe, but, you know, you got to draw a line. Uh, but I, I don't get that. You know, I don't get that. The idea that, hey, Ma, hey, hey Pink, here. That's got to be eerie.
to begin with. You know, but what are you going to do? 1-800-283-101.5. Places that you'd want your ashes scattered. Or uh, if you've ever scattered someone's ashes, how hard is it to do? It can't be easy. You know, for one thing, it's got to be emotional. For the other thing, I don't even know if it's legal. Some places have ordinances against it. Same thing with, like, burying a pet. You know, you can't just dig a hole in your backyard and bury the pet. That's a whole thing as well. Uh, because in New Jersey, everybody's got to get... There's got to be a permit for everything. Everybody's got to get their money. But uh, I got three calls that we're working on getting up here. Tammy's in Philadelphia, New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tammy. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm okay. Hanging in there. Uh, so tell me, tell me about your son. Well, he was 24 years old, got hit by a truck in oh. Philadelphia. And then we took his, we had him cremated, took his ashes and buried them in a tree. In a tree? And yeah, with a tree. Like he's at the bottom and he's at the roots. Oh, with the tree? The tree's in Vermont. Oh, okay. Oh, th- that was our happy place. Oh, how about that? That's beautiful. That's you know, that's 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 beautiful, and it felt real good doing it. Oh no, it felt horrible doing it. He was my only boy. No, no, I mean but, just you know that you got to put him in a place where you know that meant something to you. Oh, where I can go and see him grow. Hmm. Oh, Tammy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I'm sorry I had to go through that. Uh, Rick is in Cherry Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rick. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm pretty good. Um, I have two stories, and amazingly, they're going to have the most bizarre, similar ending. Go ahead. So, uh, I would say about, uh, let's see, I'm 63. He died. So about five years ago, my friend Greg dies. He was 59 years old. Right. And then, but I just start with that. But maybe 10 years prior, my friend, Glenn Chamberlain, I shouldn't have said his name, but I'm just rolling here. Right. He, uh, his father died, and his father's wish was to be have his ashes scattered across the Chesapeake. Okay. And uh, so they, had, went, they called down there, and they found they had to get a permit, and you have to... Uh, you know, come at a certain time. Yeah, you can't just do it. Said, yeah, you can't just do it. You can't sh- just show up. But that's what they ended up doing. Like, you know, their whole family went to like a rest area along the bridge somewhere. Uh-huh. And they got out there with the ashes. And, you know, they're waiting for the wind to get just right. Yeah, that's another we thing. There's at least 10 or 15 of them there, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, it's not too hard. Maybe you should have thrown out a test ash. I don't know. but A test my ash. My friend Glenn Listen throws out the ashes and they literally blow right back in all their faces. Oh, Everybody God. tasted ashes. Everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, uh, you never forget that. No, you never forget that. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Pink is at a concert, and a fan throws up her mother's ashes. I heard you say that. That's insane. That is... <laughs> I can't, there's no explanation for that. I don't understand. You know, people say, oh, I want to spread them at one of their favorite places. or We heard great pond, stories, right? Like, throw them on a person. Throw, like them, at, throw them at a singer. <laughs> I, I imagine I, mom's not the pink fan. 
right? I mean, seriously. Well, who knows? She may have been a fan of the catalog, but I, I, it's weird. Pink's That's 42. Just, <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know, mom's got to be pretty old. I got to imagine. Well, maybe her. mom was hip. You know, know, maybe mom was ahead of her time. McCartney, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. Uh, all right, it is 9.30. Weather. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Chevalise. Hanging with you on a Tuesday night. My world, the garbage goes out tonight. My boys are listening. I hope they're picking up on that. Dad wants to go home and see the garbage out. Dad doesn't want to have to put the garbage out. Uh, remember the old Pat Cooper, right? Pat Cooper line. Tell Superman, take out the garbage. Uh, Bud Light has come up with another commercial. Can they do anything right? After trying to change the image with a social media campaign that featured uh, transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, which resulted in boycotts and billions of dollars lost in sales and the firings of uh, the real executives of Genius who came up with the whole campaign, they got a new commercial. Featuring uh, the many beer-friendly summer activities happening. And they're playing it over Sheik's Good Times. Now, I don't know if Good Times is basically the music of the Bud Light audience. And I say that because the Bud Light audience was more like... I think War Summertime would have done it really good. And by the way, you know the song Summertime by War? Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. Uh, do you know Summertime by War? Ryan. Uh, let me see. Uh, but the way our music goes, this could this could take a while. Uh, da, 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 da. As a matter of fact, do we not have "Summertime" by War? Okay, but if you know the song, cause it's summer, summertime is here. The writer of the song got it from Burger King. Have it your way. Have it your way. For real. Uh, I would play it for you if I had it. But anyway, I thought that would be better music. But it got me thinking with the Bud Light. Because, you know, it's a shame with Bud Light because a number of things came together to, uh, you know, converge on Bud Light. There's a great documentary that Showtime ran, the story of Tower Records. And if you get a chance, do yourself a favor and watch it. And it talks about how, you know, Tower Records was started. A guy came back from the war. It was in Chicago. And his dad gave him half of his store. I think it was his hardware store. And he set up a record store. And for the first part of Tower Records, they could do no wrong. They expand. They go to the West Coast. They go to Japan. Everything is great. But then... Uh, a number of things, including the technology that wiped out records, wipes out Tower Records. Uh, with Bud Light, some of the greatest commercials, an icon of every bar, you either got Bud Light or Coors Light. It's a staple. All these other beers come into play, you know, and uh, on top of that, uh, they decide they want to blow off their core audience by trying to attract a new audience, Usually, you would figure you'd want to keep your audience instead of denounce your audience as, uh, you know, frat humor and stuff like that. No, no, no. If you guys are buying the beer, we still love you. We just want other people to buy it as well. But that's a whole other thing. The, um, the new commercial is a whole bunch of uh, summertime activities. And everybody's passing around the old Bud Light. And uh, they're, playing to, they're playing it over Sheik's Good Times. You know, which a uh, nice disco song, which I don't know if that reflects the Bud Light crowd, but I, what do I know? Uh, what I would like to know, 
Give me a commercial that you still remember for a product that may not even be around anymore. But, you know, there was a great show on AMC called Mad Men. And it was all about the, these ad executives of the 60s and, and how they wrote these great commercials. And isn't it funny how to this day you could go into a supermarket, see a product. They haven't played the commercial in a hundred years, yet you know the jingle. You know the song. So 1-800-283-101.5. Let's have some fun. Give me a commercial from your youth. Whatever your youth is, it could be last week, I don't care. Give me a commercial that you still remember. That you walk into the store, you see the product, and a commercial still plays in your head. Even though you haven't heard that commercial in years. Or beer commercials. You know, the thing about Bud Light, some of the greatest commercials came out of Anheuser-Busch, came out of Bud Light. You know, I mean, after the, after the Dylan Mulvaney commercial, they come up with the one with the horse and the front of the factory and the American flag and everything they could possibly do to lather it on. But if you go back before that, the real men of genius, Mr. Passing Gas in the Elevator, that's one of the classic commercials ever. You know, taco salad, again. And they're all on NJ1015.com where I, I took a collection of those commercials. But it's not just about the beer commercials. And some of the greatest beer commercials growing up, some of the greatest songs with all that great music of the 60s and 70s and 80s, we remember those beer commercials of the 60s, 70s and 80s, those jingles. Beer's not even around anymore, but you can sing the song. You know, the, the store may not be around anymore, but you remember the commercial. You remember the slogan. You remember the guy. 1-800-283-101.5. I could give some out, but I want you to do it. Give me the commercials from your youth that you still remember. Brian is on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Great, great. Uh, calling you on a commercial that I remember from, it's got to be the 90s, late, uh, late 90s. It's the A&W Root Beer. Uh-huh. And uh, this guy comes in for an interview to the boss and uh, sits down and says, you know, uh, looks at his name, says, I could do a lot for dumbass and dumbass. Dumbass all the way and this and that. And then the, at the end of the commercial, uh, the guy looks at his the name tag and goes, uh, the name's Dumas. That is great. Thank you for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Dumas. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. You know what? I would have drank A&W root beer regardless of what it tastes like. I actually like A&W root beer. Uh, but give me a commercial. Give me a commercial from your youth that you still remember. And that's the greatest thing. The greatest thing about those jingle writers. And by the way, if you're a Beach Boys fan, Brian Wilson hired a commercial jingle writer, a commercial TV, you know, script writer to help him write that album. Because he knew that the guy understood what it was like to get the message across and to the point in 60 seconds. All right, what do you got for me? 1-800-283-101.5. The commercials you remember from your... Be 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Ah, the good old days. The commercials of our youth. 
those songs that are still in our heads. We don't know why they pop back in when they pop back in, but when they do, we sing them. We remember them. We sing them to our children. Our children look at us like uh, there's something crazy in our heads, but we sing them anyway, or we quote them, or we imitate them. As uh, as Bud Light continues to lose billions of dollars with their latest commercial, we see what can go wrong. But what about the ones that went right? Those commercials that remember, that you remember from your youth. Jimmy's in Seaside Park on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Steve. How are you? Listen, I, I'm laughing here because I'm, I'm, I was born in 67, so. Right. And I'm from Hoboken originally. But I, the one beer commercial that comes to mind is the Miller... Uh, Light beer for Miller. I think it was uh, Smoking Joe Frazier. Remember? Uh huh. Uh huh. When you order a beer, just like Smoking Joe, order light beer for Miller. Say no more. He's got a third less cars than the regular beer. Life tastes great. Y'all listen here. It's got the taste that makes you shout. Lights less filling. Hey, that really knocks me out. Yo, great, Jimmy, Jay, man, that was great. <laughs> you know, I wish the champ were here to hear that. That was beautiful. I love that. Yeah, Dude, you know, yeah. I got to give you, I got to give you my Joe Frazier story. Um, uh, he's yeah. do, he's, I'm doing an appearance at a place called Foreman Mills, and my job was to go around and, and make fun of people, you know, like be, be like the, the insulting guy. So I go up to Frazier. And I put a microphone in his face. I said, is it true your first name is Down Goes? I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> he looked at me. Everybody looked at me, and he just started laughing. And I started laughing and thanking God. <laughs> and it was what a, He's just such a wonderful, he was such a good man, Joe Frazier. And, and he was always up for a joke. But, yeah, that, that is fantastic. Howard Co what was that? Howard Costello said that, right? Down goes Down Frazier. goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> but he took it in stride. He was cool about it. Uh, his brother, Mar his, uh, Marvis, his son, right, used to come on um, you, my, my YSP show a lot. Jimmy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mark is in Robbinsville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Good, good. Hey, uh... I remember distinctly the Carvel commercials back uh, maybe in the seventies into the eighties. Uh, oh yeah, Carvel. I think he. I think he did his own commercials. He did. <laughs> they weren't the greatest. That's kind of the. the I think the irony of it. They, they were. You know, he had a really gruff voice, and you know, he would go on and talk about cookie puss and the flying saucers that they sold. I was just I always remember those. As I'll tell you something. I couldn't, <laughs> when I was my Father's Day just passed, and my Father's Day request for my children was fudgy to well, because I remember I played them the commercial yeah. "Well of a Cake for a Well of a Dad." It's a Well of a Cake for a Well of a Dad. This is Tom Carvel. It's a Well of a Cake for a Well of a Dad. Fudgy to well. <laughs> I think I, I think my kids got me one for my birthday last uh, year, and uh, they say that's still one of their most popular sellers. It is. Yeah. And it's probably because of him. Uncle Floyd does a whole thing in his act about Tom Carvel. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, fudgy to well. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. He did this thing where he's doing this commercial. You know, this is Tom Carvel. Wednesdays and Sundays at Carvel. He goes, my audience loved it. Wednesday and Sunday. Sure, no problem. <laughs> he would like smoke the joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was the he did his own commercials and uh and you know what they resonated. 
because people still, yeah, like me, imitate the voice. Yeah, because it was funny because he wasn't really good at it, but no, it, but it was effective because you remember it. You know, <laughs> now you still eat the ice cream, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one by I think I, I think I got the cake. I got my cake at the Carvel in Robbinsville. Oh, yeah. yeah. In okay. that in that little strip mall. Mark, thanks for the call to New Jersey. 101.5. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. I want to know the commercials that you still remember from your youth. I want you to sing. I want you to think about it. Uh, we're talking beer. We're talking soda. We're talking food. We're talking maple. We're talking, I don't know, stores that don't exist anymore. And that sucks. Because even though the, the store closed, but the commercial remains. Jersey Radio. You guys put on a fabulous show, let me tell you. New Jersey 101.5. Get it almost every night. And when that moon gets a big and bright, it's a supernatural delight. Every border was dancing in the moonlight. Cha-cha-cha. Steve Chevalier's. Hanging out with you till uh, 11 o'clock, talking commercials. The commercials of your youth. The commercials that you still remember. 1-800-283-101.5. This new Bud Light commercial, which is, uh, uh, I don't even know if this ad would work had it not been for the Dylan Mulvaney ad that they just totally screwed up earlier. But uh, they're trying everything. And this is like... um, Again, it's just a bland commercial. They got uh, Cheeks, Good Times. These are things we do in the summer. Everybody's running for the Bud Light. Yeah, great. But there were commercials. There were commercials that you would remember for the rest of your life. What are they? 1-800-283-101.5. Jennifer is in East Hanover on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? I am so good tonight. Oh, loving it. Tell me your commercial. The Tab Tab Cola commercial. Man, remember Tab? Yes. I still have the song in my head. I still look for it. Every time I go to the grocery store, it was the best soda. Let me hear the song. It was Tab Tab Cola, what a beautiful drink. Tab Tab Cola for beautiful people. Tab Tab Cola, you're beautiful to me. Real cola tastes just one calorie. And then I went, tap, tap, cola. That is great, Jennifer. Wow. Thank you. That's still my favorite commercial. Uh, now, when was the last time you had a tab? Oh, probably 16, 17 years ago. God. I not make it anymore. No. I, I sold it. I would buy it because the girls came out of the water in beautiful bikinis. <laughs> cola. It made you look so good. It was the best. That was the cyclamates. That made it work out yeah. so well. There was the one I remember. How could just one calorie taste so good? How could just one calorie taste so good? Because the Coca-Cola company left the flavor in tab. Yes. That was the best song ever. All right. Now we got the tab. We got tab's greatest hits. Jennifer, excellent stuff. Jim is in Trenton under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hello, how you doing, Steve? Good, Jim. How are you? All right. All right, Jimmy. Well, give me your commercial. Well, I'm 69 years old. Went to a lot of ball games uh, uh-huh. as a young kid. We're talking probably late 50s and early 60s. Uh, uh-huh. Schaefer beer. 
because most of your teams uh, sponsored different beer companies back then. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. All right, so you remember the commercial? Oh, yeah. Let yeah, me hear. I can't remember the ones for, like, Valentine and Schlitz, but Schaefer stuck in my head, and it was, um, Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Schaefer flavor doesn't fade even when your thirst is done. The most rewarding flavor in this man's world for people who are having fun. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Yeah! All right, Jimmy, that was great. That was great. Do you remember the commercial with the rookie truck driver? No. Oh, dude, this is great. This is this is the Schaefer Schaefer beer, right? And it's uh, they're all in the locker room. They're all the Schaefer truck drivers are in the locker room, and they decide right. They're they're all giving this kid, you know, giving this kid the raz, right? All right, why don't we make the rookie sing? All right, rookie, it's time to get up and sing the jingle. And, and the kid gets up on a box, <laughs> and he's like, the most rewarding flavor in this man's world. For people who are having fun, Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. And then you see these guys crying. That, that was great, kid. That was great. Now I remember it's coming back to me. Remember? They're in the locker room, and, and they start tearing up and crying. That, that, that was great, kid. That is excellent. Yeah, there were a lot of beers that, you know, they've they've gone out of business, like Schlitz, Black Label. Mabel, Black Label. Yeah. Right? Mabel, Mabel Black, Label. Black Label. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah the, 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 the commercials remain, but the beer is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Good memories, you know, at the ballpark or uh-huh. watching on black and white TV. Everybody would sing it. I remember being at the oh, NFL yeah. Hall of Fame game in 1985. Giants playing the Houston Oilers. And here we are in Canton, Ohio. Half the stands are screaming, tastes great. The other half is screaming, less filling. Can't get any better than that. That's right. Absolutely. Jim, great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. There he is, Andrews in Flemington. Where you been? I was getting worried about you. Oh, I just didn't have a phone for a week and a half. But then I I thought maybe Steve's mad at me because I thought you cut me off when I was like, I don't know. No, I'm not mad. Andrew, who could be mad at you, Andrew? Come on. Check it out, man. You know how they said you're, you were in the DJ business, so you know this better than most. Right. What do they call Tuesday, right? Two, two for Tuesday? Two for Tuesday, right. There we go. You got one and it leads them to the other. Okay, now, first off, not yeah. as important as the second one, I believe. No, it's hilarious. Okay, go ahead. They did it to sell beers. Budweiser, going back to the old Budweiser, with the horses. The King of Beers is coming through. We had Ed McMahon and all that. Yeah. You, with Sin- Sinatra used to be in those commercials, too, I think. Oh, I'm not old enough to remember that. I, I, now I wish I was older. I think, t- if I'm not mistaken, there was a commercial. Let me. I'm going to see if I can find it. Ed McMahon and Sinatra doing a, a Budweiser commercial. Oh, I saw on YouTube Sinatra and Dean Martin and Joey Bishop was the guest host. you got to look that up and crack up. Really? Okay. Anyway, the, se- the second one, right, was uh, 
Alka-Seltzer. You remember Alka-Seltzer? Of course I do. They still sell it. Pop, pop, this is what I really fit. And I used to drink so many Budweiser's, I needed Alka-Seltzer. Ah, look at you. Look at you. Uh, now, Plop Plop Fizz Fizz, you know, the, you remember the other one? I can't believe I ate the whole thing. That was a chocolate bar? No, that was Alka-Seltzer. You don't remember that? I can't oh, believe no, I no, ate no. the whole thing. And uh, you know who did it? Um, you know uh, Peter Boyle? No. Peter I got a joke for you. Great. Peter Boyle was the guy who plays Raymond's father on Everybody Loves Raymond. Frank okay, Barone. Okay, the yeah. older, older, tall yeah. guy. Yeah, he was the bald guy, the tall guy. He was, uh, I think John Lennon was the best man at his wedding, too, by the way. But uh, they lived in the Cleveland of Dakota also. But um, that was he was the guy that did that. I can't believe, Frank, you ate it, Frank. I can't, he'd be laying in bed. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Here, listen to this. This is Budweiser with uh, Ed, uh, Ed McMahon and Frank Sinatra. What, what's that? Can I tell you something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I saw uh, Sebastian Matikowski <clears throat> did a 22-minute show on Comedy Central without the commercials on YouTube. You know, you, your guy's very funny. Oh, yeah. I thought, he is. When he was eight years old, watching cartoons on Saturday, uh -huh. his grandpa said, son, you got to start a business. He goes, what, now? <laughs> Good stuff. All right, listen to this. This is Frank Sinatra, Ed McMahon for Budweiser. This is another fine mess you got to send to me. What do you think got those Indians so upset? Who wouldn't be upset? Telling all those poor Indians that they, all the gold they found was non-returnable. Quartz. How do you like this fiendish plan? Putting those cold Budweiser so close. Hey, I can read the label on this one. Listen to this. This is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no brand produced by any other brewer which costs so much to brew and age. Our exclusive Beechwood Aging produces a taste, a smoothness. They're tied up to wagon wheels. That you'll find in no other beer at any price. If we ever get out of this, why don't you become a radio announcer? I sure wish the cavalry would arrive. Oh, what makes you think the cavalry's going to come and rescue us? Rescuing us is purely accidental. Today is payday at the fort. And yonder lies Custer's last stand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, I knew Sinatra did Budweiser commercial. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me the commercials that you remember from your youth. Here's New Jersey 101.5. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5 giving you a super summer family fun day. You can win free passes to Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride-and-slide passes. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun. From New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis, talking about the Bud Light commercial. The commercials you remember from your youth. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm going to do this till 1030. I can get you on if you call right now. I got a couple of slots open. Give me the commercials. Not just beer commercials, but there were so many things. Now... People don't write commercials as much anymore. You don't get the jingles. You know, the songs. 
I mean, look at this. People called in tonight. They sang songs, beer jingles, that were written in the 50s and the 60s, but they still stay implanted in your head. You know? Um, Crazy Eddie. Stereo Shop. Wasn't, uh, hasn't been around in, God, 20, 30 years? And yet, we all remember Dr. Jerry Carroll, right? The announcer, the turtleneck, and the hands, right? Go out! Get the best prices you can find. Crazy Eddie will beat him. It wasn't even about the price. He never put a number up. It wasn't like, here's, you know, television, 99. No. It was just go out, get the best. You had homework to do. If you were going to buy a Crazy Eddie, you had homework to do. You had to go out. You had to get the best price you could find someplace else. Bring that price in, Crazy Eddie would beat it. Otherwise, you got whatever he charged you. And... It's funny because like I, I chopped at Crazy Eddie. And the cool thing about Crazy Eddie, well, two things. One, I uh, used to go to where uh, they had clearance centers. You know, like uh, back in the day, Macy's had a clearance shelf. You can go to the clearance room. And two, Crazy Eddie had the same thing. But you could make a deal with the guy. It was Crazy Eddie. So you'd go in and whatever he was asking for or whatever was on the price tag, you would say, well, how about this? Would you do that? And they really would negotiate with you. But you cannot forget those commercials. The prices are insane. You can't forget those commercials. So 1-800-283-101.5. You know, um, if you watched Mad Men with John Hamm playing Don Draper, and what was great about Mad Men was all the commercials that this fictitious company wrote, uh, during their time. And they would use real product, like Pan Am. Uh, at one time, they talk about how uh, Madison Square Garden's about to be built. Uh, you know, they do the, they get the campaign for that. But it ends with uh, the idea that Don Draper, uh, you know, he gets this idea for the Coca-Cola commercial, I'd like to teach the world to sing, which was one of the biggest hits in 1971. And back in those days, you know, it wasn't uncommon for commercial jingles to become actual songs. So 1-800-283-101.5. No matter if you grew up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, give me a commercial that you still remember, even though the product isn't around anymore. You know, or even if the product is around. You know, the Budweiser commercials, the Miller Lite commercials. You know, the, the, they made the athlete commercials famous. You know, athletes been doing commercials since time began. You go all the way back to Frank Gifford with the Giants and Vitalis. But you keep coming. And you remember the great, the George Steinbrenner, Billy Martin commercials, the Taste Great, Less Filling commercials. They were classic. And they were funny. And they were funny because at the time, they were so topical. Because George Steinbrenner was firing Billy Martin every other month. And he fires him in the commercial. Billy, you're fired. Not again, George. <laughs> That's what made him so great. John Madden crashing through the commercial. You know, he, they don't do that anymore. Now it's different. They're not as much fun. You know, in the words of uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, it's getting to the point where we're no fun anymore. But give me those commercials. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, and then, of course, you've got the toy commercials. 
Nancy is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Steve. How you I doing? I need your help. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm doing okay, Steve. Uh, years ago, there was a commercial, and I can't remember the shaving cream one. They said, take it off. Take it all off. Oh, that was Noxzema. No, was it not? No, it was, it was Gillette, I think, right? I don't know. Take it off. It's a mat. It was. I remember Farrah Fawcett, right? Farrah Fawcett is the one. Joe Namath was going to shave his mustache. He was ordered to shave the mustache, and uh, he went to. uh, He told his agent, "See if you can find somebody that'll pay me to shave the mustache." And uh, they got. I think Noxzema did it. Let Noxzema cream your face so the razor don't, or something like that. Uh, Right. And uh, I think Farrah Fawcett was the one who shaved him in the commercial. Here it is, 1967, Noxzema. It was. Oh, great. It was Noxzema, Noxzema shaving cream. And uh, it, went like, it went like this. Men, nothing takes it off like Noxzema medicated shave. Remember this? I can and there's the guy shaving, right? And then later on, Noxzema, I think, got Joe Namath to do I think it was either Gillette or Noxzema that uh, Joe Namath did it. Right. I thought that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, let me see. Joe Namath commercial. Uh I'll see. If, I'll, I'll pull that up for you. Nancy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, yeah, Joe Namath commercial shaving. Here we go. And that was this one. Uh, first we got to, first we got to get stuck with the boring commercial that they now play before they play the cool commercials that we're used to seeing on television. Um, but this is from 1973 with, uh, with Joe Namath. Hold on. Here we go. Men, watch Joe Namath get creamed. Those are the days. <laughs> All right. Well, give me a commercial you remember from your youth. Uh, I was just thinking about this in the 90s. Jonathan, uh, I think it was the British actor Jonathan Price did these Infinity commercials. Uh, oh, where yeah. Where it was like the height of luxury. And I thought as a kid that was like, oh, that's it. When I'm, when I'm an adult, I'll, I'll have an Infinity and it'll be figured out. But then they spoofed it on SNL with Mike Myers later. It was really fun. <laughs> Really funny. A little obscure, but... Remember still. John Houseman in The Paper Chase? Uh, no. Um, I can't no. remember. Uh, oh, God, there was a saying. I, I, I can't... Not, it's going to come to me later. Uh, we work hard so you don't have to, or something oh, like yeah. that. Mm, something I like that. It, mm. It's 10.30. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. You won't need it till tomorrow morning with uh, Bill Spadia when he comes in. Oh, yes. Because right now, you know what we're going to do, right? This. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trev Lines. I read the news today. Oh, boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. 
Here's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. I'll tell you what's going on. Bob DeBono's coming in tomorrow night. He is. He of the Donald Trump, uh, the best Donald Trump impersonator ever comes in. He's on The View. You see him on Murphy Brown. You see him on Comedy Central. You see him on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. You'll hear him tomorrow night. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Gemini in this corner. DeBono in that corner. Rick Adonis coming in tomorrow night. Really? Right? I can't believe it. Pulling out all the stops. Really? It's a big Wednesday. It is. I'm Justin Gonzalez will be here tomorrow night. All right. Scaramouche. That is big news. And Jeffrey Paul. (laughs) Yeah. As the beaver. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so uh, the other news that we have, uh, a McDonald's drive-thru worker realized that she was being rude to her own mom. And uh, yeah, she had I to saw face that. Repercussions. How about that? Yeah. So uh, what happened is uh, a mother was in the drive-through line, and she is getting her order taken. Right. And uh, the the person who is um, taking her order through the loudspeaker um, uh, keeps being like gets really annoyed with her because she can't hear uh, this woman who's talking to her. So she pulls up to the window, and you know the mother knows obviously who she's talking to or but she at, does know yeah she's rolling up to the window so she has the camera out she's recording and uh she rolls up to the window and you know her daughter realizes in that moment you know oh my gosh oh, no. i've been being rude to mom so uh her mom is like i'd like to speak to the manager oh! and, <laughs> but the daughter she you know at that point you know she doesn't want to get in trouble and because it's her mom she's just like oh maybe i can get through this one so she just keeps smiling and being like you know 1406 1406 i'm sorry <laughs> uh and what happened um and uh in the in the end um Oh, shoot, where'd it go? Here it is. Uh, in the end, uh, she just ends up paying. But I'm sure when the she got, got home. sent to bed without her McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Sent home no McDonald's. Yeah. Sent home, sent to bed without their dinner. Wow. It got more than a million likes, though, on TikTok. So uh-huh. imagine a million people seeing your, your uh, you get busted by your mom at work. Do you want your mom to come to work? I mean, that would be like, that would, one of the toughest nights for me was... On my um, 50th birthday, my wife threw me a surprise party at Catch a Rising Star. So I had to get up on stage and do comedy in front of like, uh, I don't know, what is it, 100 people I grew up with. Oh, man. How weird is that? And friends and relatives, you know, friends and relatives. Yeah. You know, so imagine like, you know, when you get a job, right, you don't, you don't want your mom coming to work. <laughs> you know, you know, my kids are going to love that. Dad, get out of here. Um, they're lucky we get allowed to come. We're lucky we get to go to the football games. Yeah, yeah, we're having a real good time now. You know what would make this even better? Bruce and Gina. Yeah, if only <laughs> mom were here. This would make it good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I worked at McDonald's, and uh, when I did work there, I, I would always tell my parents, like, you don't need to come here. Like, this is McDonald's. Just please go somewhere come. else. Yeah, please don't come here. Yeah. Um, Paul McCartney, in a recent interview, uh, blames Bruce Springsteen for having uh, all the artists having long sets now. He's been doing that for a while, yeah. Paul McCartney's been blaming him for that? No, well, McCartney, no, McCartney said Bruce has been doing the long sets for a while, then Paul started doing longer sets. So he's saying, it's, is that what he told Conan? Yeah, yeah. So he, he, I gotta get this interview. It's it's really funny if uh, it's um if you got SiriusXM, there's the the Conan. Uh, it's on the it's on the there. app. Yeah, or on Spotify. I mean, I think that's that's where I listen to it. It's really interesting. It's like an hour long. He talks about his new book that came out. I think the book's called Nineteen 
64 or something like that. 64, yeah. And it's got like all sorts of different photos in it that Paul took uh, during the early years of the Beatles. Um, but he, he said, I blame Bruce Springsteen, and I've told him so. I said, it's your fault, man. <laughs> um, and he said, uh, you, can't do, uh, you can't just do an hour show now. You have to do a half hour. That was a Beatles thing. We used to do a half hour, and we got paid for it. They did. They did a half hour, and they got out. That's the shortest show they ever did, I think, it was in Missouri, 22 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Because they would go, well, you couldn't hear them. They couldn't hear each other. They would just go in and scream. Ringo says he would watch the backs of them. And to see where they were in the songs. Uh, because you'd have no idea because you couldn't. They, they didn't have monitors in those days. Yeah. You just had speakers going out. And uh, George Harrison said, you know, they got they brought in these Vox speakers. And these were 100 watts. You're going to hear everything. We couldn't hear anything. Yeah, <laughs> That's what they always say. You'll hear everything. But what's interesting is you said that you'd have um, a shorter set, but you'd have more acts. And so I'm almost yeah. wondering to myself if I would like that more, you know. Now, obviously, I wouldn't want, you know, artists to go back down to a half hour. But, you know, instead of having a bill of, like, you know, three artists having, like, four or five Depends an on hour at a time. Well, the thing with the Beatles, if you look at those old shows, they had the Ronettes on the show. Roy Orbison was on the show. The Beatles opened for Roy Orbison wow. uh, at one point. Yeah, in fact, Paul McCartney wrote All My Lovin' on the way to a Roy Orbison show. And he had it in, it was the only song he wrote the lyrics for first with the music. Yeah. And he's got it in his head and he goes to do the show and he goes right into the band room and starts banging it out on the piano. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do that when you're Paul McCartney. <laughs> when you're that good. Yeah. But they had, they would have multiple acts on the show so that by the time you got to the headliner, you know, uh, but, it, you know, it was a totally different thing. I would love to see. As a shame because we never got to see a real live Beatle concert. Not what the Beatles did was it wasn't a Beatle. It was a concert. It was just you know I'm talking about like the way music is presented. It with giant sound systems. Oh yeah, and you know and them on a big stage and moving around and like what Paul does. Yeah, imagine a Paul concert when he actually if he actually had the other three with him. And how, how great that would have sounded. Have Paul and Ringo ever toured together like the All Star Band and no. then McCartney? They did when they did when they did the Grammy show, the Grammy salute the Beatles. Uh, Ringo came up with his band and did his stuff, and then Paul came up later with his band and did his stuff, and then Ringo joined them for a couple of songs. But that was it. They were all friends. I mean, they don't they yeah. don't need to. Oh yeah, it's and, like been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure at this stage of their life, they're not still sitting there, you know, over stewing over any, you know, past Beatles drama. I'm sure they're they're tight oh, now. No, they're totally cool. But the thing, yeah. you know, each have their own lives. So like, you know, Paul has his drummer that he's toured with for the last. I, don't, I forget the guy's name. Big heavy guy. He's toured with for the last, you know, thirty years. Yeah. So for Ringo to go in and relearn the Beatles songs, it's like, you know, he could do it, and he's done it. But why? You know, and Ringo's got his all-star band. The thing about Ringo, I give him a lot of credit for, yeah. he always maintained a level of excellence. It would have been excellence. It would have been very easy. He plays with the three best musicians of all time. And he go. where do you go from there? Well, you know what? I'm not just going to... He could have very easily had Ringo and a bunch of guys around him to play. <laughs> but no, he goes out and you look at the all-star band and you look at who is in those bands. And the caliber of musicians, Joe Walsh. Oh, my gosh. all-star band. Joe Walsh is also his brother-in-law. Yeah, uh, and an eagle. And an eagle. But, you you know, you look at Todd Rundgren is in the all-star band. So he always made sure that 
He played with the best. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Join us for a live broadcast of the Dennis and Judy show this Friday morning, starting at 10 in front of the Steel Pier. Enjoy fun in the sun on the Atlantic City Boardwalk with Dennis and Judy as we celebrate the Steel Pier's 125th anniversary. See you this Friday morning in Atlantic City. All right. What else have we got, Ryan? What else we got? Um, internet gaming, specifically internet gambling, um, could be uh, possibly in trouble here in uh, New Jersey. Um, really? Yeah. So in 2013, uh, New Jersey passed a law that made internet gambling legal for just 10 years, and that's going to be running out in November. Uh, and that extends. Don't run back in. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and so there are uh, 30 different. Hang on, where to go here? There are 30 different uh, casinos and, and uh, organizations that are. 30 online gaming websites affiliated with nine casinos in Atlantic City. Right. Um, and so those will all be affected. Um, and, uh, they're going to be new license. Oh, they're, they're probably going to because proponents say that um, it, it brings in a lot of money, but they're just proponents worried. Proponents say, shushing. Well, that's what people are worried about. The people that want to get it renewed, they're worried that they're going to increase the taxes on it before they renew it and kind of you know, make it so that it's not going to uh, generate as much money and people will be less attractive. You mean New Jersey was stupid enough to put taxes on things and raise money and try to prices everybody out? Yeah. It's not going to matter because it's like it's like anything else. You have your guy, you know, it, they have to remain competitive. So it depends. Same like marijuana. Same like, you know, if you go with wheat, you have your guy, you can buy it illegally, you don't know what you're getting. Or you have the government-inspected marijuana, which is going to cost you more money. Same yeah. thing with gambling. You know, you have your guy who could, uh, you know, who could make the, take the bet for you, or you have the legal casino. Yeah. And depending on, you know, what they cost, but they have to remain competitive because if they don't, how could they stay in business? Yeah. I mean, but what's always interesting for me is, you know, what's considered online gambling and what's not. Because, like, there are games that I play that, you know, market to people my age, to well, kids and stuff. You. And you you can you know spend you know two dollars five dollars whatever right. and pi- purchase this little thing that's essentially like gambling because you you don't know what you're gonna get but you know that there are the odds that you might get something good. Well, and, as long as you get paid off those odds, doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, right? but so as long as you're making money, you're gonna be all right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I imagine they will try to go in and tax it and try to get more money, but then again, it depends on. You know, the person, the other thing about it is, too, that not everybody who gambles through the casino wants to do it illegally or wants to go find another way to do it. They're just going to say, all right, pay the two dollars or whatever it is. (laughs) And I mean, you know, I can't imagine being I've been lucky in my life. I've never been addicted to anything, but I can't imagine something that's so overwhelming that you have to have it, be it drugs, be it gambling or whatever. But if you're yeah. going to gamble, you know, and this is what you want. And even if you're not addicted, if you just want to gamble, that desire is going to have to decide whether or not, like anything. Yeah. Do I want to buy this? It's expensive. It's going to be more expensive. Do I want it? A roast beef sandwich. I want a roast <laughs> beef sandwich. It's going to cost you five dollars more. I don't care. I want the roast beef sandwich. What addicted to roast beef sandwiches. That was um, Robert Palmer in the 80s. <laughs> Might as well face it. You're addicted to a roast beef sandwich. I really liked his uh, cover of um, Vivo's uh, Girl You Want. Uh-huh. 
Turned off uh, an alarm that was going off on a fridge, and he thought, you know, oh, I'm going to turn this switch off, and it's going to turn off the alarm because that's what the problem is. No, and instead, he accidentally turned off the fridge, destroying oh, um, decades God. of research and causing over a million dollars in damage. Oh man, he swears to pay it back. <laughs> I'll make good on it. Yeah, he'll clean. Don't worry. He said, "Don't worry, I'll clean it up. Yeah, I'll clean it up." <laughs> and on that note. Good job by you. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.